Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Anna Lai came over to New York from Australia and has gone from a life in advertising and digital media to now using those talents to be marketing director for the Muddy Paws Rescue Organization in New York. Muddy Paws provides progressive, responsible, foster-based rescue, and the company has already made a big impact in a short amount of time. It all started with Anna adopting her own dog, Peggy, from the organization, and since became more and more motivated to help, as well as becoming a part of the overall dog community in New York City, finding her people in what was before an isolated and lonely place. Anna, thank you for joining us today. I'm so happy to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Let's get started. I wanted to ask you a little bit about how you came to New York City. Right, so my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, we were living in Australia and he decided that he wanted to go to New York for work. And he just basically told me, I'm going to New York, do you want to come? And we did one year of long distance before having me move over to New York. Yeah. Basically why I moved to New York, I originally was working in advertising. You know, New York is full of advertising Oh yeah, absolutely. So I was like, sure, why not? Let's go to New York. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And so growing up, you grew up in Sydney? Yeah, I was born and raised in Sydney. So all my life I had been in Sydney. I lived in Asia for a little bit for about eight months in South Korea during college. But then, um, yeah, all my life in Sydney. Cool. And so your family is still there? Yeah. Most of my family is there. I do have extended family in New York. Oh, um, nice. But I had never really met them before I moved here. Uh So I kind of knew of them, like an uncle, but I only knew them by photos and didn't really actually like interact with them or hug them or anything (laughs) like that. (laughs) And growing up, did you have a dog or dogs? I've had many uh, pets, family pets. My mom is a big fish enthusiast, so we yeah. have a giant sort of like aquarium at home. Right. And then I've had uh, cats and dogs as well oh. that lived together. Prior to moving to New York, I left my family dog behind. He's a little Maltese that we rescued in Australia called Thor. Thor, um, I love it. What a great name. Big name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I really missed him um, moving here. So I'm sure. Yeah. It's different living without animals, like once you've lived with them for such a long time. I agree with you. I agree. So when you came to New York, were you missing that canine or that pet? So my feeling. my husband decided to move into a dog-friendly building, which Good. I think was the start of this spiral, this doggy spiral. Yes. I was just gushing over every single dog I saw in the elevator, right. in the lobby, on the street. And yeah, it just came to a kind of like a boiling point where I just pointed out every single dog and I would cross the street just to pat the dog. Yes. So I really missed having a dog. I missed having that sort of routine. You know, you wake up, you pat them, you give them belly rub, and then you feed them and go for a walk in the park. Like, I missed all of that. Yes. And I found that also sort of unrelated, but moving to New York, I became less active. I took the subway everywhere, and everything is so close compared to Sydney that I just didn't really move as much. Right. So I also missed, like, just physically going outside and sort of walking around. Yes. And I feel kind of stupid just doing that by myself without a dog. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so... And again, that's something that I've talked with a lot of my guests about is the idea of when they have a dog, especially living in New York City, 
the idea of walking your dog and you get so much exercise and you meet so many people. And I am too one of those people that I stop pretty much every dog that I see. And before I had my own dog as well, I would just go and watch all the dogs at the dog park. The first agency I worked at in New York, I had amazing dog-loving colleagues. Uh -huh. And we were not too far from here, actually, Flatiron. Um, right. We were near Madison Square Park. Sure. Oh, right. So we went park. to that dog park. We, like, snuck in during lunchtime yeah. and to kind of have, like, doggy, our doggy fix. Oh, absolutely. Kind of, if we had a stressful day, we would go and just watch the dogs. They're, like, the greatest stress reducers yeah it's really great you know when you've just had a really bad day and you get to pet like a smiling dog it makes it all better <laughs> it sure does yeah. so tell me about peggy peggy so i adopted peggy from muddy paws rescue about two and a half years ago right. i'm obsessed with musicals and i was very obsessed with hamilton sure and at the same time i really disliked new york just coming here, it's hard to make friends in New York because mm -hmm. everyone's so fast moving. Yes. And it's just that type of city where, you know, it's just people are like, why are you talking to me, kind of. Yeah. And I was obsessively listening to Hamilton and trying to fall in love with New York because Hamilton's all about, you know, it's an American musical. It's yes. all about, it's basically like in New York. Yes. Um, and I was following uh, Lynn manuel on Twitter and basically he tweeted this picture of three puppies, Peggy, Eliza, and Angelica. Uh -huh. And Peggy was the, the one in the picture with short hair. Her sisters both had long scruffy hair. And there was another picture where she was stepping on top of her sister trying to get at the camera. And I was telling my husband like, well, this is the one, so stop me now if you don't want this dog. And I just went onto Muddy Paws Rescue's website and just applied for her and kind of held my breath. Yeah. But that's how I came about Peggy. And then a week later, I went to pick her up. Like I did a $400 order on Amazon just to prepare for the puppy. <laughs> puppy proofed yes. the apartment. Um, had everything prepared. Yeah. And then I went to pick her up and she was perfect. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So again, so you saw a tweet from Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is the creator of mm -hmm. Hamilton. Is he involved with Muddy Paws? Like, how did that happen? So, um, our executive director, Rachel Ziering, she used to be on Broadway. She okay. used to play piano on Broadway. And she has a very interesting story as well, where she had so much free time as a musician. She was fostering, and then she volunteered, and then she kind of went on this journey to become the executive director of her own rescue. So she kind of pivoted her career for the love of dogs. Yes. And she made many uh, friends on Broadway. Way. And one of her good friends is Patty Murin, who's playing Anna on <laughs> in Frozen on Broadway okay, right now. Wow. And she had tweeted the original picture of the Skylar sister puppies. Yes. And that's where Lynn saw and retweeted wow, as well. That's incredible. Um, but so he's not involved with Muddy Paws directly, but he's been following along Peggy's story since uh -huh. then. He knows that Peggy has been adopted and has oh, kept her I name love it. and it's been a journey for Peggy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So what kind of dog is Peggy? Well, Peggy is uh, your um, A-plus mutt. Yeah. <laughs> she is a complete mutt. We did the DNA test from Wisdom Panel. It came back as like 12% Poodle, 12% Schnauzer, 12% Newfoundland. Oh my um, God, I Everything. Love it. Like she's also part German Shepherd. And uh -huh. then there's like 20% mixed that they can't right, identify. Like, oh, I love it. I don't know how accurate they are, but right. they do answer some questions. Yes. Um, because everyone always stops me to ask what Peggy is. She's very short 
short and long. She's got the coloring of like a golden chihuahua. Right. And she's very fluffy to touch. She's very soft. So she's like, she's one of a kind. Like she's not like you don't, you can't look at that dog and be like, well, that's that type of dog. Exactly. Um, I've had every possible sort of breed thrown at me. Right. People love to guess. Yeah. They're like, oh, is she part corgi? Cause she's so long and short. I'm like, no, I actually think she's got the length of a large dog. Cause she's uh-huh. come back with the Newfoundland and right. Shepherd. But then the height of a small dog, right. that's Peggy. Like, she's just this mutt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. How much does she weigh? She's about um, 28 pounds. Okay. That's perfect size. That's she's a great a, New York size. Yeah. She's a perfect little spoon size. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, I, I love mean, They're it. all great. All sizes are great. I agree with you. I agree. So, tell me a little bit about Muddy Paws Rescue. We're coming up to our third year anniversary. We're three years young and we're a foster-based rescue, which means we don't have a shelter location. Every dog that we have in our care is in a foster home. So that's why fostering is so important to us. It's critical. And we um, primarily work with our partner shelter down south in Kentucky to pull dogs, as well as the New York ACC. The animal care centers, yeah. So from the ACC, we tend to pull like the larger pit bulls, um, the harder to place dogs in New York that need that extra care um, in foster homes. And, you know, dogs really, they flourish in foster homes. They really become themselves and you see their goofy personality come out. But in a shelter environment, it's very hard for them. Yeah, Um, it's very stressful. Exactly. And from um, our partner shelter in Kentucky, we get the dogs through a transport every week, every every one to two weeks. It really depends on the holidays and all of that. But every week we receive about 30 to 40 dogs we have a driver that comes up from Kentucky every single week we put those dogs into foster homes and then we do adoption events every weekend to try and find homes for those dogs how many fosters do you have do you the active fosters active fosters is really hard to say anywhere from like 50 to 100 wow, at any time amazing. our foster database so to speak is a few hundred right. like 500 to we need to clean it out but 500 upwards we have a lot of people who sign up to foster because they want to help save a life or they want to see what it's like to be a person who has a dog in their life mm-hmm. it's all types of people it's people who come to new york for a month and they're like i just want a dog for the month yeah. while i'm cool. here and then they leave new york forever it's all types of people so they really come and go yeah, yeah. So tell me about your journey with Muddy Paws. Yeah, so I adopted Peggy um, two and a half years ago, and then I spent half a year loving her and feeling very happy with her and meeting all sorts of people because of her. Of course. And then um, early last year, there was an email from the executive director at Muddy Paws, Rachel. She was putting out a call for professional volunteers, so not just volunteers who attend the adoption events and really they're really the spokespeople for Muddy Paws, but people who do like behind the scenes work. And being someone who works in social media, and advertising, I was like, I could help. Like yeah. I could do stuff behind a laptop. I just didn't have the time Monday to Friday to do anything else, like attend anything else. And then on the weekends, because I was so busy during the week, I wasn't able to provide the time to go to like adoption events. So I was able to do just stuff on my computer. Great. And so I decided to sign up and I told them like, hey, I can help with anything you want 
with social media or digital marketing and then they needed help with their social media and they gave me um, access to run their social media um, and help out with any sort of like little digital marketing stuff like emails or your larger like ad campaigns, design, website work, anything like that. I think generally people don't think that you can help out in this way because when you think of volunteering for a rescue group they sort of um, think of holding a dog or you know helping out like with the adoption process exactly, right. but nothing like behind the scenes right. so this was really it fit into my lifestyle and it felt good to be giving back to the rescue that gave me Peggy my world basically yes. <laughs> um, and yeah so I volunteered with them for about a year and a half and then I came to a point where I was spending so much time on Muddy Paws, I was like, I think I should just go into animal welfare. Like, advertising is is not the most fulfilling type of work. I mean, unless you're advertising for like a non-profit anyway. Right. But I just felt like, you know, I wasn't being fulfilled and I wanted something a little bit more and Muddy Paws was giving that little bit more to me. It made me happy because it made me like when I helped them promote an adoptable dog on Instagram and someone would come by the event and say, hey, I saw the dog on Instagram. I'd love to take the dog home. Yeah. I can see my direct impact, whereas, you know, in my regular day job, I couldn't really see any of that. And I also sure. did advertising for alcohol, which is not <laughs> it's kind of like a good evil in some ways. Right, yeah. It's um, hard to get behind. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, about three months ago, Muddy Paws was very excited to offer me a job as their marketing director. And I said, yes. So that, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been, I'm... I'm very tired, but I'm very happy. I'm, I'm happy tired. Yeah. And it's long hours. Like I do 60, 70 hour weeks, but I'm so happy to mm -hmm. do it. And just seeing all the dogs that like last week we had 27 dogs go home. Wow. So seeing that just like it makes everything worthwhile. That's every, incredible. Every moment. So I began as an adopter, then volunteer, and then I started fostering as well in between all of that. Yeah. And then now I work for them. So. How did Peggy feel about you fostering? She's actually a wonderful big sister. Yeah. She's a good role model yeah. of a dog. So she teaches puppies how to play and how to be a dog. We tend to foster older dogs as mm -hmm. well. I've had a couple of senior oh, dogs. I love seniors. And they really do nothing. They're right. really They're like just, potatoes. They yeah. kind of just nap. So Peggy <laughs> doesn't even notice those fosters. Yeah. She likes having the company. So you found your dog Peggy from a tweet and it really represents or speaks to the whole impact or power of social media like the positive impact the positive effect of social media and now you're able to do that as a day job with muddy paws which is really incredible people are so engaged particularly on instagram with yes. dogs there's a big animal loving community yes there, there is we get more interest on Instagram than any other channel of communication. Mm -hmm. Our adopters, potential adopters, are so engaged, they're following out every single post about every single dog. Right. And it's lovely, like, it's wonderful to be able to directly speak with people that way and to tell them about our mission and our efforts to save more lives and tell them about each story and happy tale that comes out of um, what we do. I love that. Are there any happy tales you can share with us? Yeah, I mean, there's so many. Um, 
our volunteer team is incredible because a lot of our volunteers are actually adopters the same type of story as me as yes. well one of our amazing volunteers molly she adopted frank jr jr <laughs> Um, Great name. As a recommendation from her therapist. So Molly, she struggles with depression and anxiety, as many New Yorkers do as well. And her therapist had recommended her to try getting a dog so you can get out there. And because, you know, your dog really brings you out of your shell. You're kind of forced to talk to people on the street if they stop you. She adopted Frank Jr. Jr. from Muddy Paws and... She became a morning person. She used to sleep in until pretty much the sun was setting. Frank has changed her life. Her story is so simple. It's so one of the amazing ways that a dog can really just change your life. And it's the same for me as well. Like I'm not a morning person, right. but I try to wake up for Peggy so I can take her off leash in Central Park. Oh, she, that's great. That's know, the best. Her tongue is hanging out and she's flying across the fields of grass and she loves it. Yeah. And waking up, you know, three hours earlier even though I'm half asleep, it yes. is worth it for her. It goes for many of our adopters who have become volunteers. They volunteer with us because they want to give back and they want to create the same sort of happiness that they're feeling with all our dogs that are available for yeah. adoption. We have so many incredible stories. It's really hard to think of just like one. Yeah. Another one just came to my mind. It was last year during, I believe, Hurricane Maria. Yeah. When it hit St. John's. We don't typically pull dogs from those islands. Right. We work with our partner shelter in Kentucky and the ACC. Right, which is great to focus. But, you know, they were in desperate need of help. So we actually took a dog in, Louie, and he has this incredible adoption story where his mom and dad were displaced by the hurricane and they moved to new york and they saw louis on our website and saw that his backstory that he was also displaced by the hurricane and they really felt a connection there it's wild it's just wild how they come together wow so they both left yeah they both they were left. both affected by the hurricane yeah exactly and they found this dog and you know to be displaced by the hurricane and have to build your life up again in a brand new place like they felt like they could help this dog and they could you know create a family together oh, beautiful. and so they adopted and they love him he has an instagram like we follow him like he's doing all sorts of things he's an incredible dog yeah oh my god love it now you all won or you received a grant from petco yes so um petco foundation has this annual sort of grant award called holiday wishes where you submit your story about how your dog has or how your pet has changed your life last year peggy was a wonderful recipient oh wow the holiday wishes award and we won fifty thousand dollars for muddy paws rescue wow. um, to help you know do more life-saving work and it's the story about how my husband and i were feeling lonely in new york when we first moved here and peggy really taught us how to love New York. Wow. We really have a life here now because of her. We have friends, we have many friends, uh -huh. and I have my job now yes. because of her. She has changed our life in every single way. Wow, that is incredible. 
So Peggy really does help. She has helped you and your husband. In so many ways, like we never really, we live quite close to Central Park and we never really explored it very much, but we go there every chance we get to because she loves it. Yeah. For those listeners that don't know <clears throat> about New York City, Central Park is open to dogs off leash every morning before 9 a.m.? Yeah, before 9 a.m. Yeah, which again, if you live up there, and a lot of people take taxis up there with their dogs just so their dogs can run free. And again, in New York, you really have to be on a leash most of the time unless you're in a dog park. But to be in Central Park, it's such a magical, beautiful space where you can be in nature, but then you have all of these incredible historic buildings surrounding you. It's my favorite place in New York uh -huh. to be in. It's really nice. Yeah, um, it's very quintessential. Yeah, because the city is so bustling all the time and sometimes it can give you a headache. And then <laughs> somehow in the heart of the city, there's this giant, beautiful park. Yes. Um, and it's really lovely. It's very serene, especially in the morning. Yes. Especially when the sun is rising as well. And Peggy loves it. Like she especially loves going to you can't be off leash here, but she especially loves going to the Ramble, which almost feels like a rainforest in the Oh, summer. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she loves watching all the, the squirrels and the birds uh -huh. in the Ramble. Yeah. Um, and I think she feels like she's very... She's in the heart of nature when she's in the Ramble. Yes. Because there are some parts of the park that feel still feel like the city, but... Right. Yeah, during off-leash, being able to run, and she loves fetch, so we have the the little extendy yes. um, ball thrower right. that we use, and she loves just running across the field. And when she has the ball, she will pay no attention to anyone else or any other dog. She just runs and runs and runs, mm -hmm. and she protests sometimes when she hasn't had enough time in Central yeah. Park. So if we only take a short walk in Central Park, she will sit down right when we're about to leave and just refuse to walk any further because she just she's, she's like, like I no. haven't had enough time. I love it. I love um, it. And people laugh, and she knows that people laugh, uh -huh. I think. Cause people are like pointing and laughing like, ha, oh, she doesn't want to leave, and she's like, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, a real New Yorker. Yeah, exactly. She's cheeky, that one. Oh, I love it. <laughs> the one thing that makes it um, New York very lonely is when it's the holidays. Yes. And we don't have many family members here in New York, and all of our friends have their own family to yes. go back to. Sure. So it was really just me and my husband, and once we got Peggy, we made friends with other sort of lonely New Yorkers, you yeah. can say, who had dogs, and we actually spend Christmas together. And we have our kind of dog-loving Christmas every year, and it's really nice. Because of Peggy, we found these other same sort of people we were able to bond over, and we're friends. We're, we're going to be lifelong friends. Yes. Um, so... I just can't believe she's like done this for us and she that's doesn't a, even know it, you know? She right. That's the beauty. <laughs> that is so, I love that story. So how do we find Muddy Paws on the yeah. internet, on social media? Yeah. So you can go to our website, muddypawsrescue.org on Instagram with Muddy Paws Rescue NYC. Yeah. Just pop it into Google as well and you'll okay. find us. We update our website and Instagram with our dogs that are available for adoption as well. And then on our Instagram, you can follow our happy tales stories. We always post about them and we always have events every single weekend. Anna, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank it's you a for pleasure to me. meet you and thank you for your beautiful work that you're doing. Thank I'm you. so glad that you found your way from Australia <laughs> to New York and bringing this great skill set that you have and being able to apply it to something that's so meaningful. 
Well, anyone can do it, so you can go help save more lives too. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. It was really beautiful hearing Anna's story about moving to New York City, which can really be quite a lonely place. And even though she was with her husband, the idea of adopting a dog, it totally changed her life. And what was so cool was that she found Peggy from a tweet from Lin-Manuel Miranda, no less. And the fact that adopting Peggy completed her life and it helped inspire a total change of career. And it really turned her whole life and her husband's life upside down, but in the most beautiful way. And what was so cool was that they, through Peggy, found their peeps in New York City. They found their community. And it's just a wonderful and yet another great example of how dogs can complete our lives. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio, and it's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this show, please leave a review or rating. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so see you next week for another episode from Dog Save the People. You can also check out the Tinyton Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you. Thank you.